coming to you live from Tone Freak Studios in the heart of San Jose, California. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? What'd you say, Dave? Monday, Monday, it's hard to get on first. Hard to get on first, man. I'm still yeah. in bed mentally. Yeah. So we're, we're just getting it cranked up here, getting into our dad bod zone. We got another dope episode for y'all. But before we kind of get into that, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about, I think, a problem that's facing a lot of the dad bod community, um, both nationally and worldwide is buying fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried to buy pants recently, Nate? I just bought two new pairs of jeans. Where Where is your go-to to uh, get pants? So, I generally speaking, buy Levi's at Macy's. Okay. But I was really trying not to. Mm-hmm. So, I went to all these other places. I would say this is a two to three week project. <laughs> Look online, Instagram ads. Like, let me try something new, right? You know what I ended up with? Two pairs of Levi's <laughs> nice. from Macy's. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I, I asked you only because I know Dave wears like a, a 22 Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy. Right. I'm in the store like, these are fucking Dave pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I wear waist 40, length 20. So it's, it's hard to get, dog. <laughs> That's uh, shockingly close to my real inseam. You, did you just give SpongeBob's measurements? Is that a yeah, man? I I was on the the the, the pants hype. You know what I mean? Trying to just get some some decent pants. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, all these shits are cut for like you know little spindly, uh, super spindly dudes. I'm and I'm in the store and I'm looking at everybody like none of us are this fucking skinny. Right. Like. <laughs> How does this? How do you guys make money? Like, do we all just kind of like fake? Like, we can rock their thirty. They had thirty fours or something. So, so pants. Uh, it's a difficult situation for dad bods all over the country. If you've got uh, ideas on how a regularly sized dad bod person where they can buy pants, please hit us. I went to the Levi's store. I ended up copping out and going to the Levi's store, and. The fucking pair of pants for 80 bucks, man. That's why you gotta go to Macy's, dude. Is that that's what it is? <laughs> 50. What, what, what was the JC Penney's brand of jean oh, that I used man. to rock so tough? Was it Cherokee? I, I think it's Cherokee now. Okay. I think it was um, Lee? Arizona? Oh, Arizona, Arizona Jean oh. Company? I remember that. Oh, oh, wait, or was that Miller's Outpost? No, that's no, Anchor, Anchor Blue. Blue. Anchor Blue. Ah, those used to be my joints. Yes. Totally, dude. I knew exactly what I needed back then. <laughs> right? Like 32 baggy <laughs> with like a mid-wash. It's good to go. <laughs> the degrees of wash. Something will, uh, you could probably apply that to rappers. Like, Ooh, There's a couple of rappers that are, <laughs> that are. They're mid-washed. Acid-washed. Acid-washed. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. These new school rappers are acid-washed. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. A little acid. Uh, speaking of fashion, we have a... a you know, funky fresh group that we're going to be interviewing who definitely were on the, the more fashion forward in this when they came out. Um, this would be Camp Low, product of the Bronx, who, of course, we all know their their hit, Lucini. So we are fortunate enough to be able to talk with them. And when did you kind of 
when did Camp Low come into your consciousness? Like when was it was it Lucini or did you have a for a me pre- it was definitely Lucini and I think probably most people as well. I mean just just the horns and the song itself. I mean I that's definitely their most well known song. Yeah. And definitely to me personally the most striking. Uh there's a brand of olive oil called Lucini. Damn. L U C I N I so Damn. Uh my wife doesn't think it's that funny, but <laughs> Every single time. Dude. Every time. Yeah. This Every is it. time. What? It pours from the sky. Nice. It oh, makes nice. the pasta rich. What? <laughs> I could I could oh, see man. your poor wife rolling her eyes yeah. right now oh, yeah. man. for that reference. I used to um, insert the word zucchini. Um, <laughs> just it's the you vegan know. remix. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. It was an interesting time because um, there was this kind of Italian chic within mm-hmm. rap. And I think that also fit. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there was all there was all these kind of like uh, Italian references, and so Camp Low definitely one of the groups that defined that late '90s sound. And we we're very fortunate to be able to talk to them. So, without further ado, here is our interview with Camp Low. Yo, guys, um, thank you again, Camp Low. Uh, welcome to the Dad Bod Rap Pod. How are you guys doing? Chill. All right, man. Chill. Cool. So, um, thank you again for being on board. Um, we just want to have a few questions here. Uh, I'm here with Damone and Nate. Yo, yo, yo. Um, we're just going to be throwing some questions at you, a little bit about your history, kind of what you guys have been up to, uh, the making of Uptown Saturday Night, and um, just just overall um, your guys' career. So, you know, can you touch a little bit about how you guys met? You guys are from the Bronx, right? Yeah, we're from the Bronx. And um, both our names, both both have Muslim names, Saladin. And my girl, Alana, um, used to go to summer school. What's okay. she or night school? Nah, summer school. Oh, summer school. school. Yeah. Yeah, and she she just, you know, thought it was ironic that we shared the same name and was like, I got to introduce y'all one day. And I also told her that it was, it was only one Saladin. And she was like, what? I got one on my block. I said, <laughs> one on your block? And I'm coming through on the mountain bike. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. And he was, he, yeah, I was I was working with Ski at the time, and she used to uh, give me vinyl and ideas and stuff like that, and it just got to the point where I was like, we should just try this. Let's just try let's try to do this together, and it worked. Word. Yeah, for for sure. Because yeah, I was I was I was in the rap guy. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like rhyming or putting words together, but. I could tell you about a song that may sound good for you, but, okay. you know, like, other than that, it was just more of like, all right, so when we got together, it was like, all right, boom. I said, shit, I try anything one time. <laughs> not everything, <laughs> not everything one time. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, at that time, it was like, I try anything one time. So, you know. So it just worked. So how how did you guys have a very distinctive style? Like how did that evolve? Like how did you guys kind of 
get to that place where you have this very distinctive style that's, you know, definitively Camp Low? Well, we sat down at the table and put it together. Shout out to Jungle Brown and Sea Smoke, Hollister. Um, yeah, well, we sat down and we were like, okay, this is how we want to look. This is how we want to sound. This is how we knew we wanted it to be nothing, you know, that was going on at the time or, you know, just in general. So, and um, I want to say, yeah, well, by the time, by the time we hit Sugar Streets, um, we was we was locked in, right, bro? I kind of think about the um, uh, well, yeah, Sugar Streets, kind of Sugar Streets, yeah, yeah, low style, low style, you know what I mean? But uh, rolling low style, we can't we rolling low style. I think that 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 was uh, that's that was the introduction. That people don't even know about. Right. Okay. But, um, you know. I'm over that Stevie record. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. So, when people. And that was when we get developed the back and forth, you know. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Like, it would. We would go down 16 16 a piece. Uh-huh. Then we started chopping up our verses. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we started chopping out chopping out um verses up and uh it sounds good and familiar to how it feel like, you know what I mean? Right. You don't wanna hear that sixteen down and be like, all right, sixteen down to me that's boring. Mm. You know what I'm mm. saying? Okay. So uh you know, well, as far as like chopping it up, like that's beautiful to me. But don't get me to speaking. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about Uptown Saturday Night. Um, would you guys say? I mean, the cover just fits the vibe so perfectly. But would you go so far as to call it a concept album? What do you say? Is Uptown Saturday Night a concept album? Like, does it all take place on one night, or is it more just a collection of songs? Nah, that's not no collection, you know. That's not the same thing. Like, Uptown Saturday Night is a united force, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm going to put my one-twos in it, you know what I mean? That's a united front. So Uptown Saturday night, Saturday. That's one of the great days that everybody looks forward to. If you got a nine to five or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Saturday. You look forward to Saturday. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> I'm lying. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got I to gotta lie up the ain't. I ain't, ain't, you know what I mean? Interviews is not lying, so, you know what I mean? What's up? What you think about? What you think about? You know what I mean? So, Uptown Saturday Night. Of course, it was a a pull from, you know, Ernie Barnes and Marvin Gaye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh... And your man, J.J., that was always... 
That was it. Peyton and Good Times, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ernie Barnes did all of that, though. Mm. Right. Ernie Barnes, yeah. Ernie yeah. Barnes, yeah. Okay. So. Um, the the main hit off that was uh, Lucini, um, This Is It, um, or Is This It? Um, what do you remember most about the making of that song and just the, you know, the beat when you guys first heard it? Keep playing games right now. What's wrong with that? No, no, your turn, your turn, your turn. I don't know what, to, I don't know what, but I ain't going to say no more. There you go. There you go. He called me and I felt like, Oh uh, man, I, I I I can't. I, the excitement that ran that ran through me, man, was is just it's hard to it's hard to explain and, and describe. But I know I ain't never get dressed that damn fast before, and flew the hell out the door to his house, man. Yeah, flew out the door to his crib, and um, I think that we wrote the song pretty fast. It was the hook that took. A while. Mm. It was a hook that took a while, but um, it was still all done in one day, though. No. Did you know it was gonna hit? Do you, you record it? You're like, we we knew this is it. Like what? it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. See? Like it was like one of them shits. Like, come on, be like you be like, yo, hold on. Like you don't even want to play it in the radio station at the time. Mm. Because you think they gonna snatch what you got. Like yeah. that was like a little baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. you know yeah. he he cut ski that check quick as hell. <laughs> he cut that check fast as hell to make sure that um mm. that you know, everything was solidified with that record. And uh yeah, now nah, we had a really great feeling about that and uh bubbling. The um the mm. Anita Anita Baker um, yeah yeah it was two songs yeah yeah the Anita yeah, yeah. really really good strong feelings about those those two records what what changed after Lucini was it like a did you notice a, a, a noticeable Everything. change <laughs> <laughs> life changed very fast okay yeah. Yeah. But, we, and, but I started to feel the change when we dropped Cooley High. You know, that came yeah, first right. when we was on tour. Yeah. Daylight took us on our first tour. And so, you know, life really, really began to shift then. But well, we were little niggas at that time. Yeah. But Sheeny took it, Sheeny took it, you know, to a whole nother stride. Mm. Yeah. Right on. So, so in your music, we hear a lot of references to, you know, the, the classic black films of the seventies. I wonder if you guys could just talk a little bit about some of your influences there and, and how that showed up in the, in the music and also some of the fashion too, right? Mm-hmm. Some oh. of it. Good, 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 good. Some of, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, that's, that's a big quality of what we do, you know? And, uh, yeah, the, the the music always had to to mirror the look, and you know, and vice versa. But it was a part of when we sat down at the table and you know wrote down how we wanted to approach it. You know that that was that was a part of it. Mm. So what what are the being teenagers? Being teenagers. Mm. But I, I would have to say, out of all of the 
all of the all of the uh, films, Cooley Highs is always okay. um, number one. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, we could give Willie D the Mac, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like all those flicks could be fly. Education, the Sonny Carson. Hey. All that could be fly. You know. Mm-hmm. But Kudia, being that it was built off a true story, right? Yeah, we a true story. So <laughs> you know. Nice. Um, so one of your tracks that I like from a little bit later in your career is Lumdy. Um, can you guys talk about how that song came together and how you approach a song with such a recognizable sample? Um, I was at a wedding reception and uh, I was approached by this gentleman that said that he was doing a beat battle competition with Ninth Wonder and... Um, we had never met Knife before, but anyway, so we we got to the to the to the beat battle comp- uh, competition, and um, I want to say, and it's the guy that was at the reception, and he also hosted the event. His name was Coleon, and after that day, we stood in contact, and he he was like, "Yo, I want to give you the CD." So he gave me the CD, and. Oh man, it, it took me. I I always knew. I'm like, damn, I gotta play this for Chi next time I see him, and I will always forget. <laughs> I had that beat for like a year, and Word. then finally remembered to play it for Chi, and um, and and then yeah, that was it. We 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 wrote it, and that was another one we felt really good about as well too when it was done. Yeah. Um and. We got so we did the double we did the double whammy on the on the hook. Uh Fetty, Fetty, you know what I'm saying? Fetty yeah. Broadway. Yeah, that's probably the first time we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And um Yes. Smokey got a nice uh piece of change. <laughs> 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 yeah, we had a shit. We got eighteen thousand. Smokey got a nice piece of change, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so um, we touched a little bit about like um, influences in uh, your guys's influence, uh, or I would like to I would like to ask who were your guys's influences uh, growing up, MC wise. Oh, MC wise. Yeah, my I mean my uncle Shahid, my uncle Shahid is the one that um you know introduced me to the, to the art. Mm. Um, so I'ma always go my uncle Shahid first, and then um I'ma you know always call myself the son of Mali Mal. I love Mali Mal, mm. man. Um, and then I mean you know the others are, you know it's always so obvious the Rockins and Big Daddy Kings and you know what I'm saying X Clans and tribes and daylives and diggables, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but me and she are also real, you know, I mean, I guess obvious, I mean, I guess that's obvious, but we, you know, we, we love, um, you know, we just love soul music. Right. Like, that's what we was listening to a lot when we, uh, in the demo days, mm. you know what I mean? Play a lot of Layla Hathaway and 
you know, obviously dying. Right. And fingertips. Mm-hmm. A lot of Marvin, a lot of Stevie. A lot of Earth, Wind, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then, Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, your guys' style has definitely influenced um, other generations that followed, and Uptown Saturday Night is a huge classic. So, you know, we just want to say thank you again for your time. It was really good checking into a couple of MCs who helped pave the way for younger generations, and, um, you know, Uptown Saturday Night, Lucini, um, game changers for many people, I'm sure. Uh, we're all huge fans, and uh, thank you again, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. 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 That was our interview with Camp Lowe. Uh, some real interesting cats. That we, was we, it. Yeah, we. <laughs> that was it. What? <laughs> so we we really appreciate them making the time, and it was just really interesting to their interplay on the phone is like similar to what you get on the record. Right, right. It's sort of see, good to see them sort of loose and unhinged a little bit, and still together. I mean, I think. At this point in the game, a lot of groups. How many groups from '97 are still cordial and yeah. and kicking it? You right, know what I mean? Like right. I, I like to see that the insidious nature of the rap game has not um, has not broken up their group. And so um, we talked a little bit about Lucini, but I, I do want to reiterate what Geechee Suede was saying about Cooley High is actually a really dope song too. Yeah, um, I yeah. forgot about that. And then the the late low. Joint was what again? Lumdy. It's called Lumdy. Oh, after Lumdy, Lumdy Lie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, I vaguely remember that. It's always interesting for me to hear uh, about royalty payments and stuff like that. It's like, they're like, Smokey got a chunk of change. It's like, that, that's good, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure they would rather keep it, but this is how the sampling ecosystem works. Right. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to use something that known, you just have to know that, you know, you're not going to keep 100% of it. But yeah, that that actually I remember that getting a, a little bit of burn and yeah. and we we didn't get to it in the interview, but I feel like in some ways they're like the progenitors of a certain type of swaggy rap. Sure, like sure. you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's it's Pimp hats and feathers and their caps and and they made that. It was interesting to hear them talk about it was a plan because it totally comes across that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and where Diggable Planets was kind of contemporaries of theirs, and they are on each other or at least uh, Ish is on right uh, Camp Low songs. They were dabbling in a couple of different pools, kind of like Bohemia jazz, mm-hmm. and th- mm-hmm. it's like Camp Low took the black exploitation lane and just like ran right. with it all right. all the way and and you know, really created really their own kind of little universe out of out of that sound. So shout out to those guys for, you know, giving us their time and checking in with us years later. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And and uh you know, we're always grateful for an interview that ends with Wakanda. I think. <laughs> any any group that does that is a is a friend of the program. So there you have it. Camp Blow, that was it. Dead by Rap Pod.
Dad Bod Rap Pod back once again. Who among us ever had to go to church with any regularity? Not I, my nah, friend. Dude. Okay, so we're all kind of secular, heathen, and wrong kinda... choir, dude. Okay, okay, nice, nice. My dad, no, my dad took us to a church once on Christmas Eve. I don't know what my mom was doing. It was just the three of us. And me and my sister were looking at him like, what are we doing here? And he was just like, I just wanted to show you guys like what other people are doing at this time. And I was like, I would really like to go home and like, you know, sip cider and like watch TV. Like right, how, right, right. how we would normally do. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm, I'm here yeah. to show you what other people it's do. It's like the ghosts of Christmas Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like, it's how everyone else has to spend their Christmas Eve. It's like See, kids? all late. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like some midnight mass. Yeah, I don't shit. think it was quite midnight, but I honestly don't remember. But that's that's one of that was the one time. Did you have to put on special pant? Uh, to do it. We, I think we did. Were there church the clothes? Slightest bit. Yes. Just a little bit. Just the to avoid the bit. shame. Yes. <laughs> Got you. And we uh, it's that church right at uh, White and Aborn, or uh, no, a little bit down for the Neiman and Aborn. Um, yeah. Anyway, Latter Day Saints? No, it was. I don't remember. It's across from the library. Okay. Oregon. Oh no, anyway. I, I've seen that. You know what I'm I've about? seen that. It's yeah, yeah. Very local reference. I think it's hung- <laughs> Hungarian Orthodox um, <laughs> Judaism. No, I, I bring it up because um, I always feel like maybe cults get a bad rap because I look at organized religion sometimes. And I'm like, eh, how's this not a cult? Right. <laughs> like what? What? What defines a cult? As we get theological, yeah, you don't cure. have enough followers yet. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, people, <laughs> people who blindly follow, people who blindly follow. Okay, AKA J Coles. Oh, okay, go. J Colt. <laughs> J Colt. Damn, J Colt. Okay, on. okay. The segment's over. <laughs> the Branch, North Carolinians. Um, uh, the best cult thing I've watched in a while is that Wild Wild Country. I've heard. Oh. Is that good? Yes, it's ridiculous. Okay. Watch it. They're just okay. brimming with footage on yeah, top of it. So totally, like, they were recording everything. Yeah. It's like a Ken Burns doc where it's like they talk about this and here's. 50 minutes of crazy footage totally. that okay. somebody was there for with awesome, the camera. Awesome, like, indie folk soundtrack, too. It's so good. Yeah. And then uh, there's another documentary on Netflix called the, uh, About the Source Family, um, which was, like, the kind of, like, vegan cult in L.A. in the 70s that's phenomenal. Okay. okay. That's that's great, too. I'm, I'm very interested in cult stuff. Um, all Ooh. of the Scientology documentaries are those, good, but Going Clear is the best one. Like, yeah, Okay. So okay. Into that. So... So we have, you know, there's cults, there's religious cults and sects, and as we alluded to with uh, J. Cole Nation, there are rapper cults, uh, Mm -hmm. folks that follow with a a fanaticism that is sometimes, um, maybe outweighs the artist's talent sometimes. Sometimes I'm like... Oh, massively. Does your fervor about this mean more than the actual... Music itself, and of course, I'm talking about Insane Clown Posse. Like, they go. <laughs> <laughs> like is is being a super fan even more important than the artist itself? At a certain point, mm-hmm. it's kind to of the it is your identity, particularly with Juggalos. Right. There's a whole fashion. There's, there's a face paint. There's a. <laughs> Uh, tattoos, there's a lot of car decals in Juggalo world, okay. like the big hatchet man thing on the back of someone's car. Like, is that what that, that means? around here, which is, is that what that not, means? Yes, that's, okay. that's exactly what that wow. means. Wow. Okay. Uh, my wife, uh, we used to live near the light rail tracks in 
San Jose, and we were walking one night, just kind of out taking a walk, and uh, there was Juggalo graffiti um, on this shipping Whoa. container. There goes the neighborhood. And it was like, <laughs> we want Fago on tap. And it was the funniest graffiti I've ever seen in my life. We still talk yeah. about it all the time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think I think ICP is is definitely at the forefront where they're borderline religion, right? If you if we're talking about if we're talking about it's about shared number of followers. Um, yeah, I mean, they're up there because they have followers. You know, yeah. it's, it's not just fans; like yeah. they follow. To where I feel unsafe about this segment right now. Right. I feel like that we may be. If, if I was in a room of 50 Juggalos, I would feel outnumbered. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. don't go into a room of Run DMC fans and feel outnumbered. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. Yeah, I guess so. so there it is kind a- of tracks with like a lower class, perhaps heftier gentleman Whoa. or lady. It's like sure. when I see Juggalo, I'm seeing like long jean right. shorts. There's not vegan Juggalo right. is what you're trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. Um, but okay. I, I, I will say I think it's completely unfair that the FBI has labeled labeled them a gang. Totally, like, totally. Actually, that's it's the one thing that kind of got me on the side of the Juggalos. Sure. Mm-hmm. Particularly when I was working at the music store, I hated ICP with a passion. Right. I, re- I tried to lead this whole thing to get them kicked out of the rap section it didn't work and mm. I'm just like all the mm. like sub genres the twisted right. the monoxide i'm just like oh, i and have the, to order the music this stuff. is just so terrible to, the music is, I mean, is terrible but you know i mean one thing i feel like uh part of it might have to do with you know sort of them being marginalized we're yes. talking about yeah. their looks their economic situation all that yes. yeah and it's like this is their one so and then folks ide- that. Right. identify right. identify okay well then let's flip that because i feel like um the j cole Hive, as it were, um, reflects the almost the opposite side of that right. coin. So I was right. I was talking at a I gave a little talk about uh, racism at the local private school, and that was one of the questions the kids asked. They were like, "Uselin to J Cole, right?" And wow, like, strained smile. <laughs> <laughs> Only before bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, but it it really brought home to me that. Um, for a certain economic strata, maybe folks that have a certain level of education, Jake Cole is just street enough, yeah. but also, you know, uh, safe, safe, but like, and this, this has been applied to Kendrick too, which I know is going to piss Nate off, but I disagree some, with sometimes, sometimes fake deep, like, mm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. disagree with that there, as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I prefaced it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> for for me, I listen to J. Cole and I go, there's a there's a fake deepness about this. It's there's something that's forced that's trying to be like, oh my god, this song is so meaningful. Did you see the album cover? Like what is he, a wizard feeding kids or something? <laughs> Are we serious, dude? So, so you're saying pretentious? You're saying taking, uh, taking all the lost souls into his Xanax yeah, cloak? Right. Get out of here, dude. I mean, at least Kendrick's just like strung out on damn, and it's a, he's yeah, ripping he's bars. Just tired because he rapped so hard. <laughs> um, I, I would say that J Cole has stands and Kendrick has fans. I, I don't. Oh, I don't see a lot of whoa, evidence whoa, whoa. of. Whoa. A Kendrick cult. Really? Uh, yeah, really. Go go on there and be like, Kendrick is fake deep. Hop on <laughs> hop on Twitter and go, Kendrick is fake deep. But I wouldn't say that because I disagree with that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think... Uh, well, I mean, can we say that J. Cole is faker deep than Kendrick? Sure. Okay, sure. okay. J. Okay. Cole, to his me, is, is, is more... His, his best stuff is reminiscent to my least favorite parts of Kendrick albums. Okay. That's, okay. that's why I, that's I kind of classify him in the order. Now, his song, 1985... Off of the new um, King of Diamonds, which has the 101 Dalmatians cover that um, <laughs> that Dave likes so much, 
<laughs> is it is legit. I'm like, okay, okay, this is entertaining. This is you doing your kind of talky explaining style. Okay, um, that and it really worked. It really worked. So, you know, I want to give credit where it's due, but sure. for for the most part, I I find this stuff to be a little bit forced. Okay. Um, I think the preeminent cl- or clan cult of our time, though, is the the Yeezy. Jesus uh, nation, Jesus Christ. I'm, um, I'm gonna see you and raise you, little B. Oh mm. man, yeah, yeah. They but, they literally call him the based god. That's higher than a Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trinity. <laughs> it's a trinity. The Father, the Son, yeah. the Holy Yeezys. Um, uh, okay, okay. I mean, and yes. I would say none of them are coming anywhere close to the Taylor Swift fans, the Beyonce fans. The right, right. The Beyonce fans. fan is, is like the, the Beehive is will literally attack you if you say anything <laughs> absolutely resembling slander absolutely. about Beyonce. Which why why would why would you why would you sacrilege? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sacrilege all the way. And then I want to kind of go back to a pre-internet era of the Mac Dre cult. Oh, absolutely. Right, right, like I had to experience right. absolutely. that full, first and the record store as well, working yep. at the record store during the hyphy movement. And I was just like, I've come to appreciate some of it, especially the beats. And Mac Dre is funny and kind of a dexterous rapper, but I sure. just couldn't see it at the time because I hated the fans so much and the interactions I had to have with these <laughs> idiots constantly. Did I say that out loud? Um but that that is kind of the birth of the hyphy movement is yeah. kind of a cult of personality right. around Mac Dre and the kind of fizz and his releases iconography. Yeah. 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 Like when Ronald Dragon and um what's the one with Mac Mall? The US, US Open US came Open. out. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. so many people were so into that. And like looking back, I mean, at least it was like an organic thing. You yes. know what I mean? It wasn't the internet. People yeah. made those t shirts and kids bought them. Yes. You know, from some dude's trunk, you know? Or, totally. or local shops. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, speaking of pre internet Colts, I think uh, Dre Dog slash Andre Nicotina is yeah. a, is another one mm-hmm. where I know people that'll stab you. Like yeah. if, you, if you really <laughs> right. if you really came through talking like real crazy about Andre Nicotina, you you get stabbed. <laughs> um, so it's, there's a level of dedication. Yeah, I, I think have, that goes into that. Yeah. I, I don't think J Cole Nicotina fans story. are stabbing anyone though. No. Metaphorically. <laughs> just on Twitter. With yeah. boredom. All right, I just want to tell my Nicotina story real quick. Please do. Uh, when his uh, three-CD best of uh, came out, um, he did an in-store with Equipto at the store where I worked. And when they came in, I was kind of handling them because I'm the hip-hop guy. I've never been a huge Nicotina fan. I like a couple songs. But um, he was in a full suit. And Equipto was in like his normal, like big baggy clothes with a bucket hat. So I was like, clearly they did not coordinate about what this <laughs> this was gonna be. Food strike. And then uh strike. Y'all. and then um I just took them into the back, like where the DVD backstock was, because I didn't know what to do with them. And there was all these people waiting for them, and then eventually um he's just thumbing through the DVDs and he gets to the James Bond section, and Andre Nicotina in this full suit just starts going gold finger <laughs> and like singing the song and then eventually he just kind of looks at me and he's like what are we waiting for and i'm like i'm waiting for you and he's like i'm waiting for you so they just walked out and went on stage and that was it mm. and he performs to his vocal cds oh yeah wow. he doesn't okay. bring a beat cd with him which yeah. i found weird i mean unfortunately it's very common yeah. E- even amongst some legends, Rakim. Um, <laughs> so let's let's back up a little bit, though, because I know we have some folks, um, some listeners of the program who ask us about terminology. And I think there's an interesting term in hip-hop that doesn't actually translate across um, into pop culture, and that's a stan. Right. We talked a little bit about right. stans versus fans. Right. And, 
Um, certainly popular, popularized by Eminem. Of course. Right, the song. As all good uh, things are. <laughs> um, haircuts. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Stan refers to Eminem's, uh, or it was originally created, Eminem's character, his song, Stan, who... It's a really kind of dark and shitty song if you really think about it. Like I the like guy, the, song. the like guy the song kills too. his is the Scott Peterson song. Like the guy <laughs> kills his pregnant girlfriend and writes to Eminem. Are there songs from that era of Eminem that are about anything else? Though? Totally, That's totally. Just the, the wave he was on. He was yeah. He was on that wave, and uh, I don't know. I can swim with them as much, but he this idea of an obsessed fan. Named Stan, right? And but so, didn't uh, Nas actually right. predate that? Right. And like, no, 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 no. He's he was riffing off of Eminem's usage of the Stan oh, of the obsessed right? fan. Okay. So for when Nas came out on Ether and called Jay Z a Stan, mm-hmm. we were all like, oh, number one right. clever usage of a song that was so huge at gotcha. the time. Sure. Um, and then that's kind of when so Stan- it's just like an immediate reference. Yeah. Okay. But then it kind of from there it, it kind of took this life of its own. And so in hip hop, if you are blindly devoted to an artist, then you are a Stan mm-hmm. uh, per se. And so there's only a few cults. I find that there's a lot of stands though. I, I find that there's certain yeah. artists that you know people are very much attached to them being dope and and not um are not really open to like hey your guy that wasn't that dope of an album and it's 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 almost it's almost sacrilege to mm-hmm. to, to tell a j cole fan that right right that i just i don't ha- i i'm having trouble thinking of any artist whose catalog is uniformly good like it's not a it's not a position i can take as like a someone who analyzes things and criti- sure. like, criticizes things it's like you're an SD you don't stand for anyone I, I, I was having trouble you gotta stand for something I, kinda, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the art, an artist I'm a really big fan of I go see live whenever I can and I really enjoy their music and has not put out a shitty project is Edon mm-hmm. okay. like, all I okay. do is talk about Edon on here but like I'm a big you fan are an of his stand. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of an Edon stand but okay. yeah. if Edonist his next stand. album sucked then you you dump you, you, them like a bad uh, habit. Unstanify, you know. Oh, it's man. just like <laughs> no loyalty, man. He's I, like I'm I'm loyal to dope. I'm I, not loyal to yeah. I, I just call yeah. it like I see it. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what you, you stand? He's like what? I don't stand for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of hard to say, but I you know um, kind of depending on how good this uh, Nas Kanye album is, maybe <laughs> I'll be a stand. You know, hate to say it. Too okay. problematic. Too problematic to bring up right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole ball of wax. We, uh, I know. We and were... Nas. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pete Rock in production too. I mean, jeez. <sighs> These guys. It's a rough week for hip hop. Uh, the heroes are problematic. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the interesting part of it is as well is when um you know our when your hero does something abhorrent. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the internet, there's always a chorus of dudes that are like, well, you know, like mm-hmm. Bill Cosby mm-hmm. has stands. Oh like, my God. Dude, I was at a record show this weekend and listening to the kind of crosstalk behind the crates, uh, a ton of Bill Cosby was framed chatter. 
Wow. Holy shit. It's like you like to think record dudes would be somewhat no, enlightened. No. Wow. No, they that's, were not. That's disgusting. Yeah. I yeah. meant to text you about it when I was there, actually. <laughs> yeah. It was it was not good. And I just like kept my sunglasses on and kept my eyes down. I'm glad I'm you like, did I don't it. even want to look at these dudes right now. I would have thrown my phone. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it is kind of sad because there's this idea that because you have been standing for a particular artist mm-hmm. that you kind of have to absolve them of of any of any crime and so um it's really pre- prevalent in in hip hop not to the not so much culty but definitely a lot of stands and i think you're right Nate i really struggle to find who is that right I'm- that group that person um as as dave knows this podcast was started about an argument about mc light right. which <laughs> probably was the closest that i came to that but she has a new song out that just came out, and like, it's it's called Nine to Five, and it's about you should go out and get a nine to five, okay. and it's as cringy as you might really? think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Well. Um. So, yeah, I'm not sure if if any. I just think Twitter and the internet and like social media amplifies all these opinions so much, and you can't. There's no room for nuance. There's True. no room for True. gray area. Right. True. Everything right. is the best thing ever, the, or the worst, worst thing ever, and it, like nothing is actually the best or worst totally. thing ever. Everything's There's... a Reddit stream that's all knee jerk, yes. you know, and aggressive. Totally. And then tomorrow it means nothing. Yeah. I mean, you could be a huge MC Light fan and think this song is okay or less than okay, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That doesn't right. like hurt, that shouldn't hurt feelings or mean right. anything right. about right. your level of fandom mm-hmm. or even your level of knowledge. I find that uh, folks are like. You like that artist? Well, you're an idiot. Yeah, and I was like, well, it's it's kind of like a global thing of like when a woman will say she likes a sports team, and they're like, oh yeah, well, name the offensive line from the Super Bowl winning team, and it's just like no one has to prove what they know. Right. Everyone has their own level of interest in certain subjects. Mm -hmm. Like it's like I don't know. So in summary, territory. In summary, go to church. Um, (laughs) No. In summary. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff's cool. Stuff's bad. Um, let's be critical about it. If there weren't so many stands, I think you could actually do legit reviews. We were talking off off air about the death of hip hop reviews. Number one, because artists will try to come after you because right. they're very thin skinned. But I think also you as a writer, you would be at the mercy of a very hostile fan base. Right. Of, of each various hive. Right. Yeah. But you're also yeah. at the mercy of the publication that works with that dude's manager, you know, mm. and it, and, it, and it's mm. not, it, it's not, um, it's not just hip hop though. It's, it's, it's the whole system it's and every artist and the publicist. And I'm, I'm not smart enough or good enough with statistics, but I'd love to see like a 538 or something article <laughs> about, um, I often look at Metacritic and people have no problem savaging a movie. Like right. ev- even a hundred million dollar movie will have like a thirty six Metacritic mm-hmm. score, but every album is eighty plus. Mm-hmm. Huh. Take a look at that sometime. Interesting. I, okay. it's, everything is green for music mm-hmm. because huh. heavy metal writers write about heavy metal, metal music, okay. right? Okay. And then, but with film, you're writing about like the Florida Project right. and Avengers, totally. And you're supposed to have the same depth of knowledge and the same kind of sensibility about both. And it's I don't know. I find that that um, the difference in the critical kind of apparatus around film to be very different and much less visceral and much more nuanced. Much less. Yeah. Interesting. And, and you don't like ruin careers off of a, a bad review. They just 
your movie it just goes made on. money just or it didn't. Mo- yeah, and you just kind of yeah. keep it moving. And I'm sure right? there are many examples people could bring up after the fact where it did, but I just don't think that the reviews matter that much. The individual reviews, it's all about the aggregate score now. Yeah. And that's a the way that the, tomatoes. Kind of, the critics have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. So maybe we, maybe we need that for rap, though. Maybe we need, like... Just yeah. completely to do away with with critics, and then we just all go and go five Jake. mics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it hasn't been the same since that got corrupted. Actually, yeah. it just right. it, it really hasn't. But that's did you guys pl- know it's a it was Miss Info who wrote that five mic review really? for Illmatic, and mm-hmm. she's still in the game now, mm-hmm. years later, nice. as like the preeminent hip hop gossiper. Yeah, yep. there yeah. it goes. And uh, Dream Hampton's still around. Being wonderfully angry on a, <laughs> on a Twitter timeline. Um, so there's there's fans, there's stands, there's cults, and there's religions. And there's Coles. And there's J. Cole. <laughs> Don't get involved with any of them. Dead by Rap Pop. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes.